The following is a sponsored program paid for by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning, Andy Brownell, along with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. It must be Saturday morning. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? Good. I'm still dealing with my withdrawals from having a taste of summer. Oh, I know. And but now... you know, the, the, the good news is, well, I mean, today's not good, but tomorrow's going to be worse, according to the weatherman. Yeah, we I even don't... talked about the four-letter word. I so know. So hopefully we don't see any. But you know what? If it snows, it's going to melt. When it hits the ground, it's going to yeah. melt. And it's, it's okay. It's supposed to be in the 60s by the middle of next week, so. Which is probably where it's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, we got pretty darn spoiled with those couple days of 90. Oh. I and loved I, it. Every I, minute of it. And I'm going to go from running the air conditioner. It was just a test, right? I was just testing it. <laughs> to turning the furnace back on. Oh, boy. Well, we literally shut ours off and haven't had the air conditioning on and probably won't turn the furnace back on. We'll just leave it off for now, right? Okay. It's it's fine. Thinking it's, positive. We're we're Minnesotans. We got this. But it was it was so nice to finally have that blast of oh, summer my, or a little early. I, I took my dad up to the Twins game on Wednesday. Oh, was, that was the hot one. It was so awesome. Yeah, but we sat in the handicap. Like there's a, a wheelchair row right um, behind home plate, and you're covered by shade. Oh, yeah. It was very nice seats, and he was... As a matter of fact, he went with a T-shirt, a windbreaker, and I had to buy him a sweatshirt because he was chilly. He has no fat on his body whatsoever. I was in tank top and a skirt, and I'm like, okay, you really want a coat? Okay. <laughs> but but anyway, he loved it, and he had so much fun, and it was awesome. I'm so happy I did it. It was great. Yeah, if you're going to pick a day in April to see an outdoor baseball game, you pick the right day. Well, we picked it on Monday, knowing what the weather was going ah. to be like on Wednesday. It wasn't like a, you know, ahead of time thought because there's no way he would have gone if the weather wasn't perfect. So, with that weather and now all of the snow is gone and well, things still haven't greened up. They're getting close though. Oh, my tulips are about to yeah. come open. I well, have some tons. Of the, I've seen some leaves get past the buds, so it yeah. should green up pretty fast here. It will. So, but what can we do? Because every time you turn around, I hear curbside appeal if somebody's trying to sell their house. Right. Yeah. You want your house to look look good. And right now we're in that in-between stage and it's pretty ugly. I mean, I've been at a few listing appointments this week where they still have their Christmas pots out and they've turned completely <laughs> brown and dead. And um, I said, okay, so the first thing you're going to, oh, we know, we know. But it's like, okay, it just snuck up on us, right? So it's time to get all those pots emptied out. And guess what? You can even get some flowers in them because it is the season. Put a nice spring wreath on the door. Any sign of winter or even... Now that the snow's melted, you'll see a lot of dead, dry leaves have blown up against the front porch. Clean them up. Get out the blower. Get rid of that stuff. Give it as fresh a look as you can because that's what people are looking for is, you know, fresh and inviting. Not, 
dried up and dead and <laughs> left leftover remnants from last fall or winter or worse yet, Christmas. <laughs> when you describe it that way, I can kind of understand, yeah. yeah. Well, and so I, a little color might help. Yes, and I've also been to a few listing appointments in the past couple of weeks where the front door or the paint is faded or the deck rails need to be um, finished. I mean, you know, re restained, sure. right? And so I say, you guys, this is all tedious work. It's not fun to do, but you really do want to make your house look as inviting as possible to that next potential buyer. So those are the things that get out the power washer, get all the leaves off the top of the gutters, you know, just take the time to do your spring cleaning inside and out, get everything fresh. And I am kind of a hypocrite here because I'm not going to lie on Easter morning i was in my house putting away reindeer and christmas trees <laughs> and getting out vases with tulips because it just the time just snuck away and i've been busy and i'm like oh my goodness it looks like i'm having people for christmas not easter so and i noticed at the remax office last week we still had our dead christmas pots i'm like okay time to, time for these to go it's it's springtime Guilty as charged. I'm still Guilty waiting for somebody to come up with the, the invention that, you know, you flip a switch and then somehow things slide and be season change to the back and then the new stuff comes up to the front and the, the lights around the house are somehow converted. There so you I, go. So I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> well, I was very fortunate because the, the lovely ladies who take care of my pots and flowers all summer long called me about two weeks ago and said hey we have time if you want us to come by and get rid of all your winter pots yes please so mine are empty they're not they're not spring yet but they're empty now so they're one step closer yep soil's just not quite warm enough right to get things going but We're i've seen close. tulips like you said tulips they're out there a few mm, places well, mine haven't mine haven't opened but they're tall they're you know six or eight inches tall and very leafy and green, so they're going to pop. We're going to have flowers soon. Should put everybody in a little better mood. The sun does that, doesn't it? It does. Oh, yeah. I tell That's... everybody I am definitely powered by solar. No doubt about it. It's the vitamin D. Mm -hmm. I'm a believer in it. I, I'm not going to go get a supplement for it, but a little bit of sunshine a goes a long bit of way. Sunshine. <laughs> exactly. So are things still hopping locally? You know what? I it's been very busy and you know people are asking me is it a buyer's market is it a seller's market it is still a seller's market and that's because we still have a shortage of homes okay and everything that i read says that each week mortgage applications are increasing which means more buyers are coming back into the market or into the market for the first time but so more and more buyers, but yet still a shortage of inventory definitely equates to a seller's market. Now we are still on average getting 2.7 offers on a house. So it's not 8, 10, 15, although we've seen a few of those, but it's, you know, houses are still selling. Well, let's just say anywhere between depending on how they were priced, anywhere between 3% below where they're listed and 3% above where they're listed is kind of the average. Right okay. Now. So pretty much okay. right on. Right on. Yeah. So I can't tell you, I mean, I've, I've said this over and over and over that it's super important to price your house right, but it's never been more important than it is right now. Um, 
when the market was so hot, you couldn't really misprice your house because people were fighting for them and they were bidding over. So if you underpriced it, it didn't matter anyway. It was kind of in an auto-correct because somebody was going to bid what, what they were going to pay, right? And it was always going to be more. Now, there were agents that were kind of purposely listing them lower so that they would create this crazy bidding war. I don't never understood that. But anyway, um, that can be dangerous now because you could count on pricing it lower and creating a bidding war and then only getting what you priced it for or maybe slightly above. So I think it's just super important to price it at market value. Price it for what it's worth and then get it sold. Get it sold quickly. Get your maximum price that you're going to get and take the stress out of the whole deal. Is it getting easier to get that accurate market price? I know yes, for a while yes. there it was so hard because the comps were so weird. Right, because we were using, you know, we typically go, that's a really valid point, we typically go back six months in the comps. So this past fall when we were doing um, market analysis, rates were starting to come up. But if we were looking at the past six months, houses had still sold for 5000 10000 20000 30000 over the ask. And so those sale prices were the comps that we were using. And so what ended up happening is that things came on the market for higher than they were going to sell now with the rates going up. So then we saw some price reductions. But that's but kind it, of all worked its way through the system now. It has, because now if you look past, if you look back to the past six months, it takes us back to fall when the sure. when the rates were starting to go up. So yeah, much more okay. accurate. All Very right. good point. We have to take a break already. We'll be back wow. with more with Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group Remax results here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Joining us as usual on a Saturday morning, talking about Rochester area real estate. And speaking of that, I saw that um, the Southeastern Minnesota Realtors Association sold their uh, their building. Well, and I think that they were actually renting the building, but oh, the people they were okay. renting it from sold it. If I uh, if I'm if I'm correct, but yes, yeah, so they were um, put in a position where they had to move, and I, for a while they didn't even know where they were going to be going, so it was a little bit up in the air. But it turned out really well because. Uh, Rochester Title, which is really close to our office over, you know, off West Circle Drive, had some space in their extra building where Rochester Area Builders happens to be. So, I mean, it's a really fitting place. Yes, it's it going to be really convenient for um, many of us. I mean, for me, if I want to run to the CMAR office now, it's like hop in the car and I'm there in two minutes instead of running across town. So, I don't know how excited they were about the move, but personally, worked out well for me. Apparently, what is that? It's going to become a dentist office. Okay. It was bought by some dental, some dentist who's going to open up a dental office over there. So what does CMAR do for you as a realtor? Oh, gosh, everything. 
Um, so like if we want to buy um, open house signs or uh, mats for the front door, you sure. know, things like that, we can run over there. But they also make our rules. They kind of govern us. And if we need to talk to them about anything, it's just, I mean, usually we just pick up the phone and call, but it's nice to stop in. And I think that now that they're located closer, I'll probably stop in there once in a while and just visit with those people. You know, the president of the Southeast Minnesota Association is is located there and his staff. So, yeah, we can get a lot of good information from those folks. So I know they do the stats for the region, but you do your own stats too, don't you, in-house? Yeah, we do. We do. We do. But we use, um, we definitely use what they have out there as well. You know, I mean, they have they have good information and um, they're a very reliable source for information. So that's good. You know, they're they're definitely in the know and they know uh, what's going on in all of the local markets, you know, Clearly, southeast Minnesota, right? So, and uh, well, it's good to get that straightened away because I'd seen that. And I thought, what is going on with that? Um, before we started our program, you mentioned to me that Olmstead County was rated real high on another one of these livability oh, reports. Ah, uh, yeah. So I was pretty excited about that. I mean, not that I was surprised at all because you know it's a great place, but this article is. It says, these 10 Minnesota counties are best to live in, new rankings, okay? So the number one, it says, neighborhood ranking site Niche released in 2023 a list of the best counties to live in across Minnesota. So finding the perfect place to live and raise a family in Minnesota can be difficult with so many factors to consider, such as schooling, activities for families, and the real estate market. So they released this, and they also take into consideration um, public schools, housing, crime, the county's diversity, available jobs, how easy it is to commute, all those things. And the number one, I was, I was a little shocked, but there are some really nice neighborhoods in Hennepin County, but the number one was Hennepin County. What? Hennepin County, they got uh, A-plus for public school. They got an A minus for their housing. They got an A plus for their nightlife. They got an A plus for good for families. They got an A minus for diversity grade and a B plus for jobs. Oh, they must have just so, looked at Western Hennepin County. Yeah, maybe. Left the know. city of Minneapolis out of it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but they have, um, for Olmstead County, ranked number two. We have public schools grade is A minus. Housing grade is A. Nightlife grade is A minus. What? Uh, that, that's maybe a little bit, that might be a little generous. <laughs> uh, good for families is an A plus. I would yeah. probably say that could be an A plus, 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 plus. Um, diversity grade is a B. And jobs is an A plus. So, yep, number, that's the second best county in Minnesota to live in. Olmstead County. I'd give the uh, report kudos, except for I'm really doubting that Hennepin County score. So Yeah, but everything after that was all in the cities. So like three was Ramsey, four was Dakota, five was Washington, six was Carver, seven was Scott, eight was Nicolette, nine was Cook, and ten was Anoka. So, you know, I think like the small counties like Wabashaw County and the other small counties can't compete because I'm sure we score really poorly in... Uh, nightlife. Definitely in nightlife, probably <laughs> in diversity, 
um, um, housing. We have terrible shortage of housing. I mean, I can jobs maybe not the best you know jobs available. So okay, well I can see. But anyway, Olmstead County ranked number two. And a very and, close second behind number one. And we laughed about the nightlife part for Olmstead County. And I always laughed when I was of that age when I was younger and whined that there was nothing to do in Rochester. Uh, and an older person told me, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll grow out of this phase. And so my kids were recently at that stage. And I got to say the same thing to them. Yeah, don't worry about it. You'll get older. And you know what's really funny? What's really funny is I grew up in Wabasha, of course, so when we wanted something to do, we (laughs) went to Rochester. We went to Rochester where there was actually restaurants and and, uh, movie theaters and an outdoor movie theater and skating rinks and all kinds of fun stuff because we literally had nothing. So you're telling me it's all perspective. It's all perspective. (laughs) Absolutely it is. And you thought, you Rochester snobs, here you are complaining how bad you have it. You guys have everything. We actually used to laugh because Rochester people would always come to Wabasha in the summertime. You know, they would be coming down for camping and boating. And we're like, oh, geez, we want to go have fun in Rochester. They want to (laughs) come have fun in Wabasha. The grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, isn't it? That would have been me. We were down on the river all the time when I was. (laughs) That's great. All well, right. The river, the river is tough to beat. There's no doubt about yep. that. It gives it a certain ambiance, to say the least. For sure. All right. We'd have to take another break already, Robin. All right. And uh, we'll return in a moment. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM, and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. Andy Brownell with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. And this is when I ask you about new listings, Robin. Yes. So um, I have a couple. I have one that literally just hit the market today. It had been coming soon for the past few days, so we got a few um, showings booked, which is nice. It is um, one of those townhomes over at Riverwood Lane, you know, those ones that are kind of tucked in there behind the high V on 37th Street. Oh, sure, yeah. And then behind Elton Hills, right? Yep. And um, they're really nice. The disadvantage is they're kind of a tuck under garage and kind of a raised a raised ranch so yep. you have to come up steps to get into them so, they're built in the 80s if i remember um, correctly actually let or me 90s. see I'll, I'll i'll test your memory here 1988 there we go built in 1988 and i think they're great for um young professionals not as great for aging people because of the steps you know and so my gal she's lived there for quite a long time but now she's going to a zero entry just so she doesn't worry about tripping and and falling so yeah you have access to all those walking trails are right there and she loves that and she still does that um she does love that it's a three bed two bath now some of them have 
They're all a little different if you've ever been in any of them. This one is a really unique one because it actually has a laundry room instead of just having a laundry shoved in by the furnace. And so it has a nice laundry room and then it has a like a workbench workshop area because they just shortened the garage a little bit which didn't affect anything as long as you have a normal car. If you have a big SUV, well, you ain't getting it in there. But if you have a normal car, you have a garage that will still fit your car, and then behind the garage, you go through the laundry room, and there's like a uh, really nice storage room, workbench room. So it's, it's unique compared to the other ones out there. But it is a total of 1,749 square feet, has a nice fireplace, and it is $249.9. Nice. Good price range. Yeah. So I don't expect that one to last a terribly long time. And it's a nice, very nice neighborhood. Right. And then I have another, um, a couple of other ones. One has been on the market for a little bit, but then it went off the market. She wasn't sure she was going to sell it, but now it's back on the market. So it's a nice, fresh listing and it is 2710 Galena Place Southwest. Just a beautiful house. It was built in 2018. It is just over 4,000 square feet. It's got six bedrooms, four baths, a three-car garage. And it is, um, Galena is up in um, Mayo Woodlands. Oh, nice. Woodlands. Yep, very and nice And it's area. kind of a contemporary, modern style. So for those people who don't like the same old, same old cookie cutter two-story, it really appeals to those people. And that one is listed for $949.9. So under a million. Oh, speaking of that, I just noticed that there are 11 homes in Rochester over a million and two over two million. So... If there's one market we're getting a little saturated in, it might be that high end. It's funny you brought that up. I had a conversation this week with somebody, and we were reminiscing about the first $1 million new construction home in Rochester, and it was it was in the late 80s when I got yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. And, and how, you know, you just mentioned that there's all these homes for sale right now that are in that million dollar plus range. And oh, it's like a common, common, common thing. Yeah. Though. Well, part of it is the valuations have gone up, but right. there certainly is a lot more of the four to five, 6,000 square foot homes, too. So do you actually remember which house it was? Oh, yeah. Was it that one that's out on 63? No, it wasn't. That, uh, yeah, that was the... Uh, uh, I can't think of their name either. Yeah. It's, and it, they were a real estate Savage, family. the Savage. Savage, Yeah. Because that, I can remember coming into Rochester and seeing that mansion with its own putting green in the yeah. yard. I'm thinking, my <laughs> gosh, those people must be millionaires. You know, I mean, it was just absolutely impressive. And it's still standing. Yeah, that was Rex. Rex and Rosie had that yes, place. Yes, 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 yes. No, absolutely. it was, um, gosh, I don't know. I, I, it was tied to the guy who owned the local, uh, one of the local fast food franchises. Okay. Um and uh, well, you know, this was thirty years ago, and he was sure a little sensitive about it being publicized that the house was being built back then. But I suppose he probably doesn't own it anymore anyway. So, yeah, probably not. Yeah, <laughs> was it Jack Hennock? No, no, oh. that's a good guess, though. No, yeah, okay. Oh, the well, Kentucky Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, guy. sure, sure, sure. Yes. Oh, they were such great people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. um, 
now. I can remember selling my first million dollar house and I had gotten my real estate license in January of 2000. Well, I guess I quit mail at the end of 2000. So I already had my license, but I became full-time in 2001. So like 22 and a half years ago. And I sold my first million dollar house in 2002. And there were not very many no. listings at that time. I mean, it was a big deal. And I listed it and I had the buyer. So I had both sides of it. And it happened, um, geez, I think it was right before my 40th birthday. So I thought, well, happy birthday to me. You took yeah, everybody out a, to dinner that night. It was a, it was a very <laughs> big deal. And those clients have become very close friends of mine. And I have since sold them some more beautiful houses and a beautiful lake home up north. And just the very valuable friendship that I got out of the deal was what's so much more rewarding than the sales. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, but all right, I do have one other listing here. Oh, I don't okay. want to run out of time. Um, this is another beauty. It is below that million dollar mark, but it's 940. And it is 2474 Fieldstone Road Southwest. This one was built in 2017. Six beds, four baths, three car garage. Um, this one is just under 4,000 square feet, barely. 3,963. But, um, it has like this amazing backyard. So I don't want to forget anything, so I'm just going to read it right off my description. Okay. It says, absolutely stunning. This better than new home was very thoughtfully designed, and it is de desirable fieldstone neighborhood. Property boasts a beautifully designed pool and outdoor entertainment area with an outdoor kitchen complete with grill and pizza oven. So it's got this just gorgeous outside, okay? And then the large walk-in pantry and mudroom are both practical and convenient features that help keep the home organized and clutter-free. Yeah, yeah, you bet. <laughs> as, uh, as if the pantry can keep the house clutter-free. <laughs> it's there for the stuff, right? Anyway, the spacious master suite with a walk-in closet, heated flooring, tiled walk-in shower. It's sure to offer relaxing retreats. I mean, it's just an absolutely gorgeous house. They didn't miss a thing. It's full of bells and whistles throughout. So um, just came on the market actually yesterday, and I think we've already had three showings. So fantastic. That's, that's yeah. All yeah. right. So if somebody wants to see one of these fantastic homes you just talked about, or they have a home they're thinking about selling, how do they yes, get a hold please. of Robin Gwaltney? Please, please, I want more listings. Call me. My cell phone number is 507 259 Four nine two six. I am happy to take your call anytime. And if I don't answer it, it's only because I'm talking to somebody else. You leave a message and I will call you right back. All right, Robin. Thank you again. We'll talk to you right. next weekend. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group Remax Results. It's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.